This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 435, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 14th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 435, where I take a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, December the 20th, uh, sorry, 14th, I should say. Uh, there's actually a lot of comics that came out that's last week, but as has been the case for the last month, I feel, uh, I'm getting increasingly behind in my reading. I think I have like 100 books in my, in my to-read pile, which is just getting insurmountable uh so i'll talk first about the books that I did not get a chance to read but there were some highlighted releases i did want to talk about that did come out that i'm excited to read but just haven't gotten there yet including action comics deathstroke uh the dc rebirth holiday special flash um let's see supergirl superwoman wonder woman uncle scrooge rock stars uh all new x-men full killer hawkeye uh the gwenpool holiday special merry mix-up uh, Jessica Jones, uh, I think I already said Hawkeye number one, uh, Mosaic, Silica number 15, Totally Awesome Hulk 13, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and Uncanny Avengers. Uh, which, that's, a, that's a lot of stuff that I'm apparently falling way behind on. Um, some of the stuff coming up, or not coming up, some of the stuff I did get a chance to read include the following. Uh, I did get a chance to read The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, issue number two. Um, I actually really dug this. I thought it was kind of nice because it wasn't uh, your standard Spider-Man issue whatsoever because your main perspective character was not Peter but instead MJ. And I thought it was really interesting to kind of get into her head and see what she is like and her take on everything. Uh, Ryan Stegman does the art, but um, Conway really sells this. I mean, first of all, Stegman's art is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But um, it, it's it's in the dialogue that really differentiates this book as being something non-standard in a great way. I'm not a huge fan of Stegman's take on Mole Man, though, i got to say that. But otherwise, I think the art is spot on here. Uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of MJ's costume, it works. Um, but I really just liked how she's written as a character. Uh, that she actually is a character. She's multitasking in her life. She's got all these different hats she's wearing. Kind of similar to what we've been used to getting from Peter, but she just seems a little bit better at it. Yet at the same time, out of her depth as well. Uh, I really dug this. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think people should read it. It's uh, nice to see Peter and MJ working together in the field. Uh, something that they never really ever have done before with the two of them. Uh, that they're you know not necessarily full equals, but they're damn close to it in the way they approach it. I really liked it. We got Daredevil uh, Dark Art Part 5. I believe it's the last part of this arc by Charles Sewell and Ron Gurney. Holy crap. Uh, this, this arc has not flinched. Uh, in terms of the violence, in terms of the, the kind of the horror going on, um, the whole—I mean, what happens to Blind Spot? I found very surprising. Um, the villain, you know, that they're—I guess Muse—is uh, creepy and really, really scary in terms of how Sewell is writing the character, um, how messed up he is in the head, and how Garney's visuals are just so arresting. And, um, and chilling as well. I'm going to give it a very solid 8. I mean, this book has been so good since its launch. Uh, it's different, very different from the previous volume of Daredevil. I mean, it's not Mark Wade and Chris Somney, but it's something else, and it's something good. Um, I like that, you know, we got it's such a huge tonal shift, and yet it remains an enjoyable book. It's still Daredevil. He's just a little bit different. Um, and I'm excited that at some point we're going to find out more I think it's in March or something that we're finally going to understand how the identity was put back in the um, in the the genie was put back in the bottle. I wish they didn't take so long to tell us. It's been over a year now, but it's been, still managed to be a really entertaining and thrilling book. 
next up, we have Inhumans versus X-Men, number one. Uh, this is one of those books where I wasn't that big a fan of Zero. I really didn't expect a lot from this. I didn't, wasn't even sure if I really wanted to read it. And then I read it, and I was like, wow, this was good. This felt like I was talking with uh, Paul Scores, who's been on the show in the past, who's also my brother-in-law, and we're talking about this. And so Charles Sewell and Jeff Lemire are the writers. It's written by, it's uh, sorry, illustrated by Lionel Francis Yu. And it's... Um, it's one of those events. Actually, it made me think of Secret Invasion, which is kind of apt considering I believe he didn't you did the, the artwork is the, there as well. In that, uh, you, it's a lot of talking. It's talking that feels meaningful, and we're building up to something, and we're having the X Men having kind of a state of the union talking amongst themselves, while at the same time we're getting a sense that pieces are being put into play, and then we start to understand exactly what those pieces are, and um, it's just absolutely thrilling, exciting. Um, I feel like shit's really hitting the fan. I don't know where they're going to go from here or how the rest of the event's going to go. But so far, like, I loved how this issue was put together. Uh, it made you really feel that the X-Men deserved to win. Like, this was awesome. Uh, the coordination, having all the teams kind of coming together. Um, this felt earned. This felt good. This felt very entertaining. Uh, next but not least, sorry. Next, but uh, on the list, I was going to say last but not least, but that's not what this is. We have Old Man Logan uh, 15, which is Monster War Part 2. This was okay. I think I may have enjoyed parts of it better, more than the first issue. Problem is, it's not Sorrentino, and Sorrentino has become such a huge part of what this this book is that it's weird to see anything without him. Um, because he, like his his style is this book, so seeing him take a break is weird. It's Felipe Andrade is doing the art, and it's good. And but I feel like Jeff Lemire's take on the character even felt different. Um, it felt like there's a lot more words than we've had uh, in multiple issues, let alone one issue. Uh, it was entertaining. I almost thought it was over too quick with this battle against Dracula, but I guess not every storyline that needs to be an epic and uh, needs to be super long, although two issues seems a little truncated these days, um, especially when you're dealing with a, a heavy who should be taken with a certain amount of gravitas, such as uh, Dracula. But I enjoyed it. The art, not quite to my taste, and not, sorry, not even that it's not to my taste. I don't think it's necessarily the right tone for this book. But I'm colored by what Sorrentino did. If it wasn't for Sorrentino, I might have felt differently. That's not fair to Andrade. But, I mean, that is my... At the end of the day, that is kind of my feeling on it, which, you know, this book has a certain tone and consistency, and this was an aberration. Was it entertaining? Yes. Um, Was it the best thing this book has done? No. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. And last but not least is Spider-Man, although maybe this is the least... Um, I wasn't a huge fan. Spider-Man number 10, written by Brian Michael Bendis, artwork by Nico Leon. I liked the artwork by Nico Leon. I thought it remained consistent with the visual palette that this book has had. There's a few moments where you're like, well, that's definitely not Pacelli. But at times, it was almost like you could kind of wonder exactly who it was. Um, I just felt like I wasn't interested. Um, this storyline, Civil War II, has been such a bust for me. And then having this book rehash and repeat things that I've already seen in another book that I already didn't enjoy. And it still doesn't get us to the kind of the money shot that... You know, like it just, we sh- this event's still not over. Like, I don't, I just don't care. I don't even care about when it's over. It feels like it just doesn't matter to me. And if Tony is dead, I don't even know if I care because it's been so badly handled. Um, this issue, I feel like it just, it didn't do it for me. I'm going to give it a five. Like, I just felt I was bored, indifferent. I just didn't give a damn, uh, which is really unfortunate because I want to like these books. It's just, I just couldn't, couldn't get behind it. 
Uh, so that was uh, this past week, or the 14th. Uh, looking at comics coming out the week of, a week before Christmas, but I guess the week of, because Christmas is on a weekend. Uh, we had um, releases from the 21st, which is today. Uh, some of those releases include the All-Star Batman number one director's cut, new issues of Aquaman, Batman, Cyborg, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, uh, Justice League, there's the launch of Justice League's Suicide Squad, issue number one. Uh, we have new issues of Nightwing, um, uh, Superman, uh, Teen Titans Go, and let's see, Trinity. Uh, over at IDW, new issues of Back to the Future. Uh, there's launch of Gumballs, number one, uh, amongst other books. And then looking, we also have, uh, I believe, Donald Quest, number two. Uh, over at Image, there's Hunt, number five. Uh, Peter Panzerfaust, number 25. Etc. Savage Dragon Legacy Trade Paperback. And then over at Marvel, we have New Issue, and this is a big release because of what it's talking about. We have Amazing Spider Man number 22, The Amazing Spider Man Epic Collection, Great Responsibility, um, Avengers 2.1, uh, let's see, a new issue of Cage, Deadpool Mercs for Money, Gamora, actually at the launch of it. Uh, Gwenpool has a new issue, Occupy uh, Avengers. There's the Mighty, Mar- Mighty Captain Marvel issue number zero, uh, Punisher number seven, the Power Man Iron Fist Sweet Christmas Annual, which is kind of an amazing title. Uh, there's the second trade paperback of Silk called Negative. Uh, new issues of Silver Surfer, Solo, Spider-Gwen, Squadron Supreme, Star Wars Doctor Aphra, Star-Lord, Thanos, Ultimates 2, Uncanny X-Men as part of IVX, and Venom. And there's also the trade paperback for Venom Separation Anxiety with a lot of uh, Venom-specific uh, lead stories from the mid-90s. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. Our next episode will be coming out in a couple days. Uh, probably the 23rd might be Christmas Eve. I'm not sure yet. Uh, that'll be episode 436 with my conversation with Fred Van Lente. Really enjoyed the conversation, so I hope you will too. And uh, we'll join you next week for, or please join us next week, I should say, for another reviews episode, which will be episode 437, talking about issues released on the 21st. So some of those titles I just prattled on about. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, if you don't listen to our next episode, episode 436, I do want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Thanks again for joining us. Bye-bye.